You're listening to the Pure Fury Creations Entertainment Network. The views and opinions expressed on this episode are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views, opinions, or philosophies of the PFC Entertainment Network or any of the affiliates that make this show possible. This show has also been rated M for mature audiences only. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Nothing! You lose! Good day, sir! Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening! And now... Welcome to the heat vent. I am your host, the pretty boy redneck Levi Blue, coming to you live from my front porch. This is the heat vent. This is a get off my lawn podcast. And if you don't like what I have to say, well, then quite frankly, you can get the hell off my lawn. No, this is not the show where you come to find out the meaning of life. No, this is not the show where you ask in the movie theater which armrest is yours. No, this is the show where I sit on my front porch, bitch, whine, moan, and complain, and I watch as the world goes by. Thank you everyone for tuning in this week. Uh, This week's episode, I've been having a hard time coming up with a topic. But in a lot of instances, when these topics come up, it has a lot to do with what I am seeing or what I'm experiencing from my front porch. I think this episode, I want to talk about the price of pride and what it can cost you. And what I mean by that is this episode while it can be geared towards women this episode is going to be geared more to the guys because let's face it guys we don't ever want to show our emotions we don't ever want to admit to someone that we are not feeling okay that life in general is not okay we want to have that cover that mask, that, um, I don't know the other word I'm looking for, that sense of we don't want people to realize that we are not bulletproof. 
that we are not vulnerable to life. And what I mean by that is, okay, so today is, I'll, I'll be straight up with you, it's not my normal recording day, it's Wednesday, uh, I am now prepping for my, I got a colonoscopy tomorrow. I'm getting ready to drink this stuff called Fleet, which is supposed to put me in a very vulnerable position where I will be uh, uh, expelling my bowels from the front door and the back door, shall we say. Um, I'm the type of guy, and guys, I know you can relate to this. If I hurt my leg, I will limp around on it for three months because eventually it's going to heal itself. If I break a finger, all I got to do is tape it up next to my other finger. And it will be fine because it will eventually heal itself. I woke up for a week and a half with such severe tension headaches that every morning I would wake up, pop three aspirin, pop a Norco, and I was going to be just fine because those, those aspirin and Norco will eventually get rid of that tension headache. But see, guys, when our body hurts, our bodies are trying to tell us something. Our bodies are trying to tell us that, hey, you stubborn son of a bitch, something is wrong with your foot. Something is wrong with your leg. Something is wrong with your arm. Something is wrong with your head. You better go to the doctor and you better go get it checked out. Why don't we do this, guys? Is it a sense of pride to where we do feel like we're bulletproof? That we do feel like we're unstoppable? That nothing in this world is going to harm us because we are all that is man? I got to tell you, that's how I felt. But then in the other sense, the father in me kicks, kicks in. And I don't want to spend you know, two, three hundred dollars to have my fingers taped up. I don't want to spend five hundred dollars on an x-ray for my leg. I don't want to go to a chiropractor and have them start cracking bones for a hundred and twenty-five dollars a session. Why? Because that money could be going towards other bills, it could be going towards food, it could be going towards clothes for my kids. It it could go to anything else other than myself. Because let's face it, we will never admit it, but in a lot of ways as men, we are selfless. We want to make sure that those around us are taken care of before we get ourselves taken care of. And you you can't say that that isn't a thing because it very, very much is. Uh, a while ago, and I've talked about him before on here, and he's never appeared on the heat vent, though he wanted to at one point in time. Uh, my best friend in the world, General Dave, uh, he passed away here a while ago, back in July, and, uh, he was told multiple times that people were worried about him that he was getting awful skinny, that he was looking sick, that he needed to go to the doctor and get himself looked at. 
And it was always one excuse after another. And uh, come to find out that he had leukemia, uh, like a, a blood cancer. And when he finally got into the hospital, it was too late. And uh, all those people that he needed to take care of, all those bills that he needed to pay, uh, he doesn't have to worry about it now. And I, I admit, I, I think about the man every single day. Uh, but I have since taking what I've learned from such a terrible, terrible thing. And now I'm applying it to my own life. I've been having stomach issues for years. I've never really gotten them taken care of. Uh, 10 years ago, I was diagnosed with diverticulitis and Crohn's disease. Uh, I was wrestling a match. I can still remember the match. Um, I was wrestling a gentleman by the name of the Maze Rage, uh, James Rampage. And I took a body slam on the floor of the building that we were wrestling in. Not in a ring, but in the floor. And when you're wrestling, the adrenaline starts pumping. And literally, you feel no pain. Adrenaline is one hell of a drug. And I do miss that feeling of euphoria, being in a wrestling ring, and being 10 foot tall and bulletproof. Being someone else for 15 minutes at a time. Being the joy in a number of people's lives who were watching that match. But what those people didn't see was the aftermath of the next day. I got up, I rolled out of bed, I went to urinate, and it looked like high C punch, man. I, I was pissing blood like if it was a water fountain. Get to the doctor. Come to find out there was other things that were happening. And I, I kept putting things off. Like I thought I had a kidney stone. And come to find out through multiple, multiple painful tests. And when I say that, I don't say it lightly. Uh, at that point in time, I had a colonoscopy. I had, uh, I don't know the names of them exactly, but I know the colonoscopy. I had the scope where they send it down your throat. But then I also had them send a camera down through my front door, if you know what I mean. Right down my penis hole. And they did not put me out for the scope. I was wide awake. And it literally, literally was one of the most painful things I had ever went through. They found out that I had a, a fistula, uh, which is essentially a tear, that was running from my bowel to my bladder. So what I thought was a kidney stone wasn't necessarily that. When I was urinating... 
I was actually defecating through my penis. And there was many days when this would happen and I would literally just hit the ground because I was in so much pain. But I kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off because it was going to clear itself up. This wasn't the case. And uh, after that final test, I was slated for surgery. When I went in for surgery, they had to remove two and a half foot of my lower bowel. And not only that, while they were in there, they found, and this is no exaggeration, they found a two pound ball of infection that was embedded in my intestines because I had a tear in my intestines. And it was like a, how do I want to put like a small leak. And that small leak formed this two pound ball of infection. And they had to go in and they had to remove that infection and they had to fix that portion of my bowel. The doctor told me if that infection would have tore away from my bowel, I would have succumbed to septus and I would have passed away. You got to keep in mind that was 10 years ago. My kids were only 13 and 14 years old. I've thought about that over and over again. But being a man, you don't let those type of things stop you. Dave refused to go to the doctor until it was too late. Guys, we have to suck up this thing we call pride. We have to realize that we are all human beings. We all hurt when we're cut. We bleed when we're cut. We are not bulletproof. We are not invulnerable. It's not a matter of pride not to go to the doctor. I have now realized that it is stupidity that prevents us from going to the doctor. Because you are trying to provide for your family. You're trying to pay for those bills. You're trying to make sure that food's on the table. But if you're gone, if you succumb to these diseases that you're not getting taken care of, how are you going to take care of your family then? I'm sure they don't have Venmo in heaven. If you want to take care of your family, you need to take care of yourself first. And I'm learning that firsthand. I have to take a negative and turn it into a positive when it came to Dave. And I finally succumbed. And I finally went to the hospital. And now it's been over three months since I can't go to the bathroom correctly. And now I have to go and have another test and a colonoscopy. So they can determine exactly what's going on. 
And I'm really not looking forward to it. I may have told people, man, you know, I can't wait to be able to use the restroom properly. I, you know, I can't wait for them to get this all figured out, which isn't necessarily not true. But to say on the day that this episode drops, or no, I'm sorry, this episode drops on Friday. So the day before, to say that I'm not nervous about this procedure because I'm not in control because they're going to put me out under anesthesia because I cannot control what they are doing while I am under sedation. It makes me nervous. And maybe that's that sense of pride in me. But I have to lend my trust to these doctors. I have to let them do their thing. Because like I said in an episode or two a while ago, when I sold my hearse, I said, sometimes sacrifices need to be made so that when we come out on the other side, we're in a better position. I have to sacrifice my pride. I have to sacrifice my control. So that way, when I come out the other side of this procedure that I'm about to go through, that hopefully I'm in a better position and the doctors are in a better position to take care of me, to figure out exactly what's going on with me. For them to be able to make the decision whether I have to have surgery again or if they can take care of my problem medicinally. Ladies and gentlemen, I put off this procedure for three months. Since July, and the doctor was kind of freaking out yesterday, I've lost almost 27 pounds. Which, don't get me wrong, I love the fact that I can fit back in my old pants. But I'd be lying if I told you, it scares the shit out of me. And for me to say that out loud on the air makes me feel just that much more vulnerable. I don't realize to who. I don't know to who. I just admitting, just admitting that I'm nervous about this in my head puts me in a position to where I have to admit that I'm actually scared. I'm scared of what could be. And if I would have taken care of this when it first started happening, maybe I wouldn't be in a position of being scared. It's kind of tough to admit that. I don't know where to go, guys. I don't know what to tell you. What I do know is that if they tell you you should have a colonoscopy when you're 40, you shouldn't put it off. If they tell you after 40 you're supposed to have a skin exam for skin cancer, Go do it. 
if they tell you every year you should have tests, especially if it runs in your family for testicular cancer or any type of cancer, go do it. I'm on blood pressure medication. I'm on daily vitamins. You know, when you two th- turn 30, you should have your blood pressure screened, your blood pressure screening done, your cholesterol screening, your blood glucose screening. You know, they do a lot of that when you have to have your tests for uh, your biometric screening, they call it, for your insurance. You know, guys, I know this has been a downer of an episode, but sometimes we're too prideful. Sometimes we have to stop and admit that we need help, that we need to have medical attention. We need to find out what's going on with us internally so it doesn't affect those around us externally. There's people who depend on you. There's people who count on you. There's people who love you, that want you to take care of you. Because in the long run, it's going to help them. Because if you're not here to help them, then what good are you? Our purpose, our purpose as men is to live hard, to live long, to provide, to be caregivers, to be the quote unquote breadwinners. And I know one of my fellow hosts on this network would disagree with me because she will admit to you that she is a strong feminist. Kristen, I love you to death. But you know in society, especially to those over the age of 40, it has been implanted, it has been embedded, it has been drilled into our heads that as men, we are to be strong. We are to be powerful. We are to be the hunters. We are to be the providers. And that's what we do. Now, granted, there are women out there who see themselves as this as well. Take care of yourselves, ladies. Go to the doctor. Get your yearly physical. If something's wrong, don't just suck it up, buttercup, as they say. Get in your car. Turn on the ignition. Drive to the nearest clinic. Get it checked out. Because in the end, there's only one way to put this. There are people who count on you. There are people who depend on you. And there are people who love you. They may not say it to you all the time, but you know who these people are. And if you're not taking care of yourself, who else is going to do it for you? 
Me personally, I don't want to be that bedridden guy where I have to depend on other people to wipe my ass for me. I don't want to be that guy who's laying there staring up at the ceiling wanting to say words that are going to help comfort, that are going to help heal. But I am unable to because maybe medically I'm not being allowed to. Maybe I can't control my own body because maybe I've let some sort of certain illness take over. I have a friend. I'm not going to name her name. Great friend. Started off as a customer. Uh, I met her and her husband. I said a lot to her husband, but he didn't say a lot to me. Because he has he had this disease called Huntington's disease. And if you don't know what Huntington's disease is, jump on the old Google machine and check it out. Huntington's disease, this man was essentially a prisoner in his own body. He could just sit there, look up at the ceiling, Mouth agape, eyes wide open. Not be able to communicate with anybody. But people had to be there to take care of him. He was the hunter. He was the provider. He was the caregiver. He was the caretaker. Now, he couldn't do nothing. Not a thing but depend on others to take care of him. Because medically, he didn't get things taken care of. I wish I would have known him before he was in the position he was in. Because I've seen pictures of the man, and he was. He was quite the hunter. He was quite the fisherman. He, you know, had a boat and he was, you know, always water skiing. He was big, strong. He was, he was the definition of what a man was. Until you saw him helpless, laying in that bed, staring up at the ceiling. I'm at the point now where I'm 25 minutes in and I'm just going to tie this one up if you're hurt if you're sick if it's something that lasts for more than a day or two go to the doctor go get yourself looked at figure out what's wrong with you you are not going to be no good to anybody if you don't take care of yourself I'm sorry about that. I forgot to turn off the volume on my phone. Go take care of yourself. Because if you don't, then maybe one day you're going to wind up like my friend's husband and you're going to have to depend on them to take care of you. Or even worse yet, you're going to wind up like Dave. 
and you're not going to be able to take care of nobody and nobody's going to be able to take care of you Dave I love you I hate to use you as an example but you are my inspiration right now you are the reason why I'm going to the doctor you are the reason why I'm going through this test tomorrow and if something good has to come out of your death then hopefully it's me taking responsibility for myself and getting myself taken care of ladies and gentlemen this has been the heat vent I am the pretty boy redneck Levi blue I'm just a man I'm not 10 foot tall and bulletproof but this has been the heat vent I thank you for listening to the show if you don't like what the hell I got to say, well, then you can get off my lawn. You can check out all the great shows on the PFC Network by going to KlausToTheHeart.net. There's a lot of great information on there, including Wildman Williams. Well, Wildman, you need to update your page here soon. I miss you, brother. Be sure to check out the PFC Entertainment Network's TikTok. Check out the Cafe Press Store, PFC Network. And be sure to check out all the platforms that we're on, whether it's Apple Play, Spotify, I don't know, YouTube. We got The Real Podcast with Amy Sheridan. The Klaus and Q Show, which shows up on On TV. You can look them up on Lake Orion On TV, on Facebook, and on YouTube. Klaus to the Heart. Say what? The Heat Vent. Power Tripping Through the 80s. And more. So again, thank you for joining me. My name is the pretty boy redneck Levi Blue. And if you don't like what the hell I got to say, well then, you can hold my... Wait, that's an old catchphrase. You can get the hell off my lawn. Thanks. We'll see you next week. <laughs>